All right. I don't have an intro or nothing, Chris. This is a uh, Chris Shelton. I don't know. I just slap it up there. I have no awesome. quality. No one's going to listen to this. Even if I put every ounce of my effort into it, nobody's going to listen to it. So I'm just like, that's just again. not true. And in fact, you might be a little surprised. Well, if people goes. listen to it, they listen to it, but I'm not going to, I'm, I'm super editing the ones I'm doing for articomedy.org because I want uh, those to be about specific topics. And I, I don't really necessarily care if there's language in there, but you know, I'm just yep. trying to keep out the ums and the uhs and the pauses. So I'm really editing it. But then I started, I just talked to these people for it for a lot longer than I need to about all sorts of things. And so I was like, I'm just going to put those up on the fat lonely bitch as well. Just they're full with no edits. Unless they specifically said like, edit that out. Right. Exactly. I try to do the same thing. But I'm going to tell you right now with you, I will be editing anything. So, okay. you know, Uh-oh. it's going to be full. Uh oh. Whatever comes out of my mouth. Watch my, my mouth then. I, I don't. So, <laughs> so, cool. You know, it, it, it's usually nothing personal. It's about you, it's about me. I'll just ramble. You know, you know how I am. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know how you are. <laughs> really, really high. I accidentally got too high. No worries. And I drank a bunch of coffee, but I haven't eaten. <sighs> oh my God. It's just a perfect storm of anxiety over here right now. Well, cool. <laughs> Talk me down. I'll I'll do my best. No. How are you guys? <laughs> How are you and your lovely hot wife? Oh, we're good. We're actually very good. Um She's working actually right out there right now. She's working from home, and uh, and I'm I'm uh, very excited right now because I'm doing this call-in show, and so I'm I'm getting that prep to get going here Wednesday, and so I'm like doing all this setup and everything for it, and so uh, we're taking walks every day, getting out, you know, trying to keep spirits up and and just trying to focus on life and living. Good for you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you guys. <laughs> well, you know, there's lots of ways you can approach this thing, you know. Yeah, I should have I should have I wish I was a lesbian and I would have taken her. <laughs> That's what I'm upset about. Yeah, well she's she's kinda awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, now you got her? I mean, I mean, you're yeah. pretty awesome. You are. I mean, the fact that you you love her cat and you're yeah, eating, you're yeah, eating, seven seven's <laughs> awesome. You're eating food with green in it, you know, like mm-hmm. a vegetable. I saw you eat a vegetable, man. You did. Um, Actually, I've done that more than once since I met her. I saw it. Yeah, it's yeah. uh. Kind of, it would have been terrifying, but she's just so awesome that now I not now I'm just kind of used to it, and it's a good thing. That's better. It's a little better. You can see my face. There's just like a you can see the hole anyway. I was gonna, there we go. Oh yeah, that's great. There we go. This room has uh, been spray painted by her sons. Ah. Younger teenagers. Wow. There's actually there's Bart Simpson on the wall. 
Um, I'm trying just to pretend like I'm back in high school. You know, I never painted on my walls like this, but I wanted to real bad. Because uh, I was a rebel. Yeah, I never, never, uh, my parents never would have let me paint shit on the walls um, at all. I had posters all over the walls, but I, but not painting. I don't think she necessarily let them. <laughs> I was going to, if she'd buy me the stuff, I was going to paint the walls. But now we decided we're going to paint her kitchen, but I need to paint. Cool. I'm going to help her out while I'm here. Yes. I'm, I'm a healthy helper. Okay, and I ain't got nobody to help. So I'm just trying to help my friends. I think that's great. I think that's exactly what all of us should be doing right now. You know, within reason. Friends still take and take and don't give back sometimes, but so far. Yes, some are like that, but I don't really count those people as no. friends. And I, I figured it out real quickly now. I didn't used to figure that out, but I'm able to figure it out pretty early but most grown adults i know my age aren't like that right i don't run into them very much good maybe it's a comedian thing comedians want to be fulfilled from within themselves they don't want to is that generally true in my experience the good ones the the ones i'm associating with anyway i don't know every single comedian everywhere but in the denver scene yeah that's mostly what i can speak to mm. i i've always imagined from the we way they comedians well the way they talk i mean when you hear the more famous ones at least get together like on rogan or in podcasts or places where they talk about the craft of doing it and they talk about the personalities involved in the comedy world one gets the idea that there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot and, of anxiety, yes. And, and, and issues being dealt with on stage by people, oh, and that's how yeah. they are coping or dealing with their lives or their, okay. you know, not, ev not every comedian has to have a tragic backstory, but, you know, there seem to be more of that in that community than yeah. not. Is I, don't know very many, I don't know very many that don't have anything wrong with them. Yeah mental like a mental illness or you know some horrible life story yeah um yeah i don't know any i mean i'm sure they're there but i just don't know them very well one that i thought was it turns out he is just a raging alcoholic for some reason so um he's just always in a good mood and he's always happy and he's like hey and he's like doesn't understand getting sad but he drinks a lot for some you know what i mean so he's he's just hmm. putting on a really he hasn't mask he's not a him. he's not a uh, gutter alcoholic he's a sort oh, of functioning, productive one yes very functional alcoholic him and interesting alcoholic. interesting yeah just seems, seems to be kind of the uh the community i guess i don't know i don't want to generalize i just i was curious about it we're all fucked up in our own beautiful, weird way. And that's how we can be comedians. It's because our brains don't think the way normies do. Huh. I think. Yeah. It's not just comedians. It's all sorts of creative arts. Well, that's the thing. There has to be another component to it, too. Because it's not just, well, I'm fucked up. But it's also, 
observational skill. Yeah. Intensely accurate. I mean, really, really good com comedy is about really accurate observation. I mean, you know what I mean? At least this, the kind I see that I appreciate the most. Obviously, there's lots of different kinds of comedy with, yeah. but stand up that's. The anxiety causes you to be an overthinker and an overthinker. Yeah. Differently. So, yeah, yeah, there's anxiety there, but it's not like, at least I can speak for me for sure. As a person that used to need someone to complete her, and yes, I still want a boyfriend, and yes, I still keep trying, but I walk away super quick. And I'm like, yeah. I wish I could get to a point where I just didn't care, but I don't. And the more I try to get to that point, the shittier I feel about myself. I feel like there's something wrong with me. And then I'm like, this is just the way I am. And it's the way I've always been since I was three years old. Okay, this is set and it's not going to change. And why should it? It's a natural thing to want to couple. <laughs> well, of course it is. You know? I, I thought, but I'll tell you, you know, you bring it up. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. I, you know, before oh, Melissa happened, um, I was actually, I actually did get to a place where I was okay with myself, by myself, with yeah. myself, and my life set up the way that it was, that it was okay that I be by myself for a while. And that was a new thing for me too at that time. That was not something I had been used to ever. Well, I'm to the point, you know. I think it's a progression for me. Right now I'm to the point, or well, before this pandemic, I was to the point where I was like, I just want someone to see once or twice a week. And I was truly happy with that. Um, and then when the pandemic happened and I ended up spending four days in a row with that person, I was like, <laughs> get the fuck away from me. Right. Um, we are not compatible. Okay. Um, but when we were only seeing each other once or twice a week, it, it would have taken longer for that to come out. And I was fine with that. I was just like, I was, trying to do it like slow and I was able to do it slow because I was doing comedy five nights a week. I literally didn't have to go see him. I had to not go to a mic or I had to not go watch a show. I would never go see him instead of being on a show <laughs> ever. <laughs> but you know, I would, I would have to, there's always a mic I could do every night. There's always a show I can go watch every night. So I'm, I can network with comedians so I can do something comedy related. And then I also have to have at least one night where I'm just sitting at home by myself recharging that's new that i need that night yep by myself and i just love it and i'm just like i'm gonna eat what i want and i'm gonna scratch my ass and i'm gonna fart i'm gonna be just the ogre disgusting fucking self that i am and i don't have to worry about anybody's judgment right exactly well i and you and here's the thing though is once you couple up you don't get that anymore i know well as long you as know, you because i'm here habitate well, yeah, but I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, there's no privacy right now. I mean, we're in a two bedroom apartment, you know, doesn't exist. Just don't cohabitate. And if you do, I, I, my plan when the world is normal again and life resumes in, in this capacity to be able to do this, my plan is to like be on the road like half the time, probably, hopefully. Mm hmm for one comedy related thing or another. So mm -hmm. like my dad, right, used to be gone and he'd come home on the weekends and I don't remember it even bothering me as a kid. And then he'd be there for like two or three days and he'd be like the king of the castle and we'd all just like, we're so happy he was there, especially me and my mom. I don't know about my big brothers. 
my little brother was. But yeah, we were, I don't, they were teenagers, so I'm not sure what they were doing. They were probably glad to have a weekend where my mom wasn't watching them like a hawk. And they could be free because dad's here to distract her, but I don't know. So I think that, you know, that's why their marriage lasted so long. Because they didn't want to fight when they were together because they weren't going to be together that long. Mm. So just let the socks go. Let all these little things, they just let go. Mm-hmm. It kind of caught up with them at the end, but not too bad. Mm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how many sort of couples are having that same experience through this whole oh, pandemic God. thing, you know? Oh, yeah. So many divorces going to happen out of this. I'll, I'll bet you that's true. I'll bet you that's true. Fuck, I haven't paid attention to you for 10 years. Uh, who the fuck are you? Hi. <laughs> um, I hadn't realized that you were someone completely different than I met. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I that like could happen. I, I liked I, you 20 years ago. I don't like you now. It's, and that's, that's never been my relationship experience, so I can't go I, I can't understand that but i get i get that that happens with people i just i it's weird to me it's never happened to me because i've never been with anybody that long <laughs> <laughs> and i date like narcissistic people that like don't show you who they really are until they cut you mm. and they let the monster out not all at once though just a little what you know just little bit of monster at a time until you were like, oh my God, who's this fucking monster? Huh. But it's a, it happens very quickly. It's not like, it doesn't take me 20 years to catch on. Right, right. But, and it doesn't even take me now. I'm telling you, man, they aren't lasting weeks now. So I think I'm getting to the point, but it's a process. It's not like I'm just going to change overnight, but I think I'm getting to the point, except that I'm getting to that point because I'm just really angry, which isn't healthy. Not necessarily. Fucking men. I just not necessarily. I feel like I'm I I'm oh I'm trying so hard to keep liking the ones I do like. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. If it weren't for the fact that I had sons and a little brother, you know, like if my brothers and my sons weren't decent men, you know, if I was related to men that weren't decent men, I would totally fucking just there would be no hope. And then, like, you're a decent dude. I try. But, I mean, the fact that I can just sit here and list to you all the really decent men I know. Mm. Some of them, it's not that they're not decent. I just don't know them well enough to be able to vouch for them as a decent human. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, one of those, dis one of those decent humans does, does trick you. Yes, that does happen. And we all have our bad days too. But you know, you've you've managed to deal with some guys who are pretty look crazy. Pretty, pretty scum of the earth. I mean, it's I just, not even just my dating, right? I'm just trying to pump gas one morning. It's I'm rushing to get to work. I'm just getting some gas. I should have done it the night before, you know. And uh, I guess a dude had asked me, like, how am I doing or said good morning or something on the other pump, like across from me. And I was like, did it pay attention? I literally, it wasn't, I just didn't even notice he did it. And he got mad at me and he called me a bitch. And I heard that. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what? And he was like, he went off. He was like, I said good morning to you and you're just going to fucking ignore me. You won't even look at me. 
yeah, you're a fucking bitch. And I was like, holy shit. And then my gas was done. So I just got in my car and left. Wow. Um, of course, I thought of all this really good stuff I should have said. <laughs> um, but I had to get to work, man. I had time for this fucking fool's bullshit. You know? I had to get to work. Fuck you. But yeah, that's the kind of shit that, like, okay, a man, an old white guy in rural Colorado ran into me at the gas station. It's totally his fault. And he called me a stupid fucking dyke. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And he said, stupid fucking dyke, get out of my way. And I was just like, what the fuck? Why are people wow. so mean to me? Why are men so mean to me? For I'm just trying to live my fucking life. I have like a hundred probably of these if I really sat down and thought of it. I'd say it happens once a week, like these micro little um, confrontations I have with men. I'm just trying to live my life, man. Wow, that is fucked up. I got no, I got nothing. I don't, I don't even understand guys like that. We can, and I don't know. You know, I used to try to be like, maybe he's just having a bad day. You know tried to Fuck be that. to it and then yeah i mean yeah but yeah fuck that i mean here's the thing though it's like and i'm not trying to be all sappy <clears throat> this is like, like i don't cry about it but this is like a reality and a fact of my life <clears throat> i'm super fun for a little while i'm great in the sack i'm a good time but nobody wants me for the long haul I mean, I end relationships, but at the end of the day, they didn't, like, nobody's ever loved me, Chris, romantically. And I said that to the last guy I dated, and he was like, because he definitely has had somebody that loved him. And so he was like, yeah, but you got, like, way more people that aren't romantic that love you, way more than I do. <laughs> hmm. Way more. I have, like, two because he doesn't even get along with his siblings. Mm. So a lot of people love me in a non-romantic way. But they don't mm. have to be with me every fucking day. I'm saying it's got to be kind of partly me, you know? I'm well, a, yeah. I'm a I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, who's perfect? Here's the thing is that I'm a lot, but I don't want, I don't dislike it. I like when I lean in to being a lot, I feel better. That's who you are. And a lot, man. I know yeah. some women that are more, though. They're more than a lot. So I'm not Well, you see, that. the thing that you have, the thing that you bring that other women who are a lot don't always bring is self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's important. I don't know that uh, I don't know that people uh, appreciate it till they get older, but you know, <laughs> that it's it, you know the the people who are being complete asshats and don't know they're being asshats are ten times more intolerable than people who are having a bad day or whatever, and at least are self aware enough to say, you know, maybe after going off on a rant or something, but hey, look, I'm just having a bad fucking day. Ignore me. You know, or I whatever. I've tried to warn people before. I have gotten self-aware enough mm -hmm. to warn people. Mm -hmm. And straight up, I explain myself to anybody if they're truly listening. The problem is, is that these men are thinking with their dick. And their dick makes them pretend that they're listening. 
Mm-hmm. If it wants, it's up there. It's like, hey, buddy, no, don't fuck this up for me. Don't you say some stupid shit. Ask her permission. Ask her permission. You know? Yes. And then you it's have to consent. But at the end of the day, it's the same fucking thing. They're just trying to get laid. They're just doing it in a fucking mani- what feels more manipulative than a dude coming up to me and just being like, wanna fuck? You know? It's the same thing. It just took you longer to get there and you wasted more of my time. You should have just said, wanna fuck from the beginning. And I would have been like, nope, bye. And then it would have been over. (sighs) Uh, (sighs) uh, (sighs) And this quarantine shit is making dudes fucking insane. Dudes that haven't gotten laid in six months are like freaking out. Like they've never been not laid for two months. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, this is the first time in their life they've not had sex for two months. Like, it's the pandemic's fault they ain't getting laid every other day. And now suddenly they're just, like, giant balls of testosterone. Except I've noticed that the good ones recognize this and say, look, now's not a good time for us to be talking. Um, Because I did go back to online dating because I was fucking bored. And I, I mistakenly thought that Surely they won't just be trying to fucking right now. We can't even meet, you know? <laughs> ha, ha, ha. I was like, no, I'm not going to come fuck you. I won't even shake your hand. What are you talking about? Um, but no, I did meet a couple decent dudes, but they were straight up trying to have normal conversation with me. They were trying real hard, but, but, but they really wanted to be like that but they knew that that was bad and they shouldn't be like that and they were just like look now's not a good time for me to be dating okay i just got too much going on i can't do it right now when this is all over hit me up i told the guy that and the guy told me that and so uh yeah so it seems like the good ones are are aware that their their testosterone's taking over and they're being fucking driven by their dick and they're like nobody not again you know i've got it now yeah, plus they're good because they don't want to just go out and get laid right now because it's the completely toxic, life-endangering thing to do. Yeah, that alone, even if they weren't just as, even if I, yeah, even if I were someone that was into doing that, which I'm not, I'm not into being like, hey, stranger I've never met, yeah, I'll come over there and fuck you. Never, never. I at least right. if I'm in a bar first and have a couple of drinks or something, I don't just go to their fucking apartment. And I don't go to the bar with the pretense of, hey, let's fuck. It's like, hey, do you want to come out and meet me for a drink? And I'm like, yeah, I'll come meet you for a drink. And we met on Tinder and we know that that means if the drinks go well, the guy, the last guy that did it, got me back to his apartment by asking me if I wanted to go watch Blazing Saddles. That's a good line. That was a good line. It worked. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) oh a cultured man (laughs) that's new we only we didn't make it to like Willy Von Stoop ah except we were making out when that was on and then we were both laughing because it's so funny her singing right so and then it got it got funny weird it was an interesting experience it was a new one I like there were some things there that I was like oh this is new (laughs) <laughs> I don't like it though so I'm not going to do it again but that was new <laughs> yeah I could see how that could be a, a yeah laughter doesn't tend to be uh, 
something that goes well with the rest of that. No, he um, he was respectful of it though. He would try things. I'd be like, no, I don't like that, and then we wouldn't. Most of it. He was trying to demand that I speak talk dirty to him. Like talk dirty. I was like, I can't do it if you're just demanding that I do it. Okay, either it has to come naturally out of my mouth. All right, I'm not really a talker in the sack, and so I finally just had to like go off on him and be like, I can't do that. And the more you tell me to do it, the less likely I am to be able to do it. Stop telling me what to do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I found out that I am not into being submissive. That was the that was the game we were going to be playing that night. And I found out that I am not into it. I am for like a second and then I'm over it. And I'm like, stop telling me what to do. It's one of the words <laughs> that I don't like. Like, don't fucking tell me what to do. That is hilarious and completely, totally unsurprising to me. Yeah. They, I can't even be told. I hate it when they're like, come for me. And they're telling me to come because I can't fucking come. Just shut the fuck up all together. How about that? Just shut the fuck up all together, okay? I don't need your words right now. I'm trying to concentrate and not hear all my other stupid thoughts, okay? I'm trying not to think about comedy. I'm trying not to think about how my dog probably needs to pee. I'm trying not to think about the fact that my starter needs replaced on my car, that my front brakes are going out. How am I going to get the money for that? I'm trying not to think about all these things. I don't need your fucking words, man. You know? I get it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just shut up. Yeah, I get it. For the love of God, don't giggle. That would, that's just a a 100% bad thing to be doing in that situation there, yeah. Giggling. Never works in that context. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I, uh... Yeah, I, I'm, I am pretty, like, I'm scared. It scares you. They, they act like they want someone that's just going to tell them, like, they don't like a woman that's passive-aggressive. Then, because at first they're like, no, I love it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love a strong woman. And then they're like, holy shit, this is too strong. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 little girl. Just hang on a second there. Don't call me a little girl. Are you <laughs> Why would you call me a little girl? <laughs> Just to push your buttons. Whoa, 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 little girl. Oh my God. I can't even imagine if it's <laughs> trying to calm me down. They've never done that. They've told me to watch my tone. Watch your, tone. watch your tone. Wow. Yeah, that dude. Okay, look. This dude. Um, Everything was going pretty good. And then, like, so there was, everything was fine. Everything seemed to be okay. I mean, I was getting to know him. I wasn't really sure how I felt about him, but I wasn't, like, hating him or anything. I was just like, all right, you know. Uh, We'd only been seeing each other, like, a week. We'd seen each other, like, two or three times. But it was New Year's Eve, and he wanted me to come over there. And I was like, I don't know. I I didn't really want to go over there necessarily because, but I felt, like, obligated because it's New Year's Eve. And so I just went over there. And I brought all this shit with me because I didn't know I was going to know. I was off work the next day. I didn't know I was going to be there all fucking day. I didn't know what I was going to need. And so I had snacks and I have like my tablet and I have like my laptop. And I have books. <laughs> Just two bags of shit. And he was like, made a joke about me moving in. And I was like, ha ha ha. And then he's like, no, seriously, I, I could keep a, I could have a drawer and keep a toothbrush there at least. 
And I was just like, oh, we're going to ignore that. You know, like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> laughed it off. And then his friend was there and he always has somebody staying with him because he has a spare room. So he's always got a guest over and he kept all the lights on all the time. Every light in the fucking house was always on and music was always going and people, his house was always just fucking active. And I can't mm -hmm. handle that. Sounds like that kind of a high energy kind of guy. Yeah. And I know, and he didn't have kidneys that worked. He was on dialysis and was still that high energy. So huh. yeah, could still get it up and everything. Been on dialysis for seven years, which the average was seven to 10 years. So of course, you know, me was giving him extra chances because he could, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, he could go downhill at any minute. He could be dead now. He could have got the corona because he lets people come and go and thinks he's invincible, you know? Mm -hmm. And so uh, he wouldn't sit in his apartment by himself. There's no fucking way. So um, anyway, so, you know, then we're like doing our thing, you know, we had sex. And um, during sex, he was trying to get me to say that I loved him while he was giving me an orgasm. He was like, you love me, don't you? And I was like, he talked way too much, Chris, so much. And um, it immediately stopped everything. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what? And that led to a conversation where he told me to watch my tone. And I just sat there real quiet for like a long time. And he was like, are you going to say anything? I was like, you don't want to hear anything that I'm thinking about saying right now. And I'm trying to calm down and decide if I'm rationally angry or if I'm being crazy. So just give me a minute to let me decide. And then I was like, I can't decide. All I know is that I don't want to be here now. I don't want to, I want to be at home. I didn't want to be here all night. I want to be at home. I'm going to go home. And, and then he was like, all right, well, you know, call me tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. And I left and I was like, block, block. <laughs> Done yeah. with that guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I find those words a bit uncomfortable in that situation. Certainly in the situation you were describing. Yeah. It's this watch your tone thing. It's it 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 implies so much more going on under the surface that could be truly, truly controlling and awful. Well, because then it was acting like what he said wasn't that big a deal. And I, the thing is that I didn't really have tone. I was trying to, you know, have a fucking conversation. Anyway. Well, that's the point. You weren't off the rails. You weren't screaming. You weren't pulling out a knife. You weren't like, you know, being sarcastic. You weren't being like any of those. Because I, you know, I, if you were, you would have described that. You know, it was just a conversation. I was like, if I am upset, you're going to know I'm upset. Because I'm going to say, I'm upset. And here is why. Right. That's how you know when I'm upset because right. I tell you I'm upset and then I tell <laughs> you why I am upset. And then it is up to you to say, I am sorry. This is behavior that I am capable of changing or say, I am sorry, but this is a behavior that I am not going to change. This is how I am. Mm -hmm. And then I have to decide the ball's back in my court and I have to decide, is this behavior I can truly stand? Right. And I know that I cannot stand certain behavior in men that for some reason I'm continually attracted to those men with that behavior. Mm. Why is that is what I need to figure out. Mm. Why, Chris? 
You know, I used to wonder about that question quite a bit. I'm just going to go on a little tangent since you brought it up. Talk. Well, it's, it's kind of been made to be a more important question than I think it actually is. You know, I think we look to that question to, to sort of try to resolve our behavior or something. I mean, in Scientology, my backstory, it's all about nothing but that. You know, all the searching, all the looking, all the questing back in the past, um, you know, is all about trying to figure out what happened, what, what, what uh, foundational moment in my life set my set me on this course where this behavior pattern is now part of my character personality behavior whatever and after i learned you know in scientology the big thing is if you can find the exact precise truth of a thing then it will vanish it'll go away and you won't be bothered by it anymore well guess what that's horseshit just because you find out, you know, all the times your your dad hit you when you were a kid or something doesn't make that all just go away. Yeah. Your dad still fucking beat the shit out of you when you were a kid and it still sucks. So, you know, just because I know I have a problem with something doesn't mean that it's just going to suddenly go away because I've thoroughly examined every aspect of the problem and where it came from. What's going to make it go away and the thing that that I've been that's been really, you know, fucking with my head for a long time because it was such a non-habit to think this way is who gives a fuck why I got the behavior. I got it right here. I'm looking right at it. And from this point forward, I need to do something different. And then figuring that out, you know what I mean? And maybe why helps that and maybe it doesn't, but I'm just pointing out that. Don't fuck them, Chris. That's don't what? I got to not have sex with them until I can figure out if, you know what I mean? Yeah. If they I mean, have maybe that's a maybe that's the thing. So now what I've been doing, um, especially thanks to this pandemic, but before I was doing this, I could just do some of the investigating in person because they're at mics. I have crushes on some comedians. Okay. Mm. And so they're great people to have crushes on because they put so much content on the internet. They tell you the whole life on stage. It's great. I can find out so much about them. And in my investigations, I have learned that believe what they tell you on stage. If they say they have a tiny penis, they do. If they say they come too fast, they do. They are the dudes that portray little dick energy up there. There's a reason for it usually in my, you know, limited experience. I haven't dated very many comedians or anything. So yeah, that's my experience. But I'm saying that I have crushes on. So, so what I do is I investigate them mm -hmm. and I will just, pay attention to their social media. If they're at a show, I might go, depending on, like, they get to its level, I check them out at mics, and then I go see them at a show, and, you know, I'm just, like, lurking around. I'm not, like, going up to them and trying to talk to them at their show. I'm just there. I'm like, hey, hey, yeah, cool. Oh, it was nice to see you. Gotta go, you know, and then I leave. Um, so I'm, like, investigating them stalking not really I, I mean you know we we could call it stalking but i don't try to follow them home or know where they live <laughs> or anything like that okay i got it i totally got it i'm facebook friends with them so then it goes to a level where i just kind of like find a reason to message them and i see if we talk you know if like a conversation happens about comedy or something like naturally progresses progresses to where we talk on a regular and then they are starting to contact me and then when they contact me, I'm like, maybe they like me. And then 
but I still keep paying attention to all their material and everything. And eventually what they do is something that, or they say something as we're messaging. Usually they open their stupid fucking mouths and they ruin it all by saying something fucking just intolerable. And I have to just be like, no, I can't fuck you. What would be, what would be an example of, because, because I, because my first thing is I think to myself, really, it's that, it's that deal breakers that they could say one thing and the whole thing's off. Uh, but I guess it would depend on what it is. Like what's, what would be an example? I love Joe Rogan. <laughs> Why would that be so bad? Because I've dated or tried to date many Joe Rogan fans and have found us to be incompatible. Huh? I, it's nothing personally against him. I never listened to this shit. I'm basing it solely on the seven or eight Joe Rogan fans I've either been on a date with or actually dated a few times or just talked to online. Not compatible. So I just, not that they're bad people. I'm sure they're fine for somebody else. They're just not right for me. And I just want to fucking get it out of the way. Here's the thing too, Chris, I was going to say earlier is I have been dating men younger than me since Andy so six years and it's not like I'm intentionally trading them in when they get too old it just keeps happening that way like I get them when they're like 29 and then they turn 30 and I'm like oh and so by 31 they're out tops I'm not doing it on purpose though I swear yeah sure okay yeah that behavior is completely out of your control so <laughs> I haven't dated you, like you realize you're saying that you like immature guys. I haven't dated a grown up in a while. Yeah. Because I think I mean, guys in their 20s are the epitome of. They're in their 30s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'll just shut the fuck up. Yeah. 30. Right. Okay. Andy <laughs> was old. I'd done old. You know what I mean? I'd done like older guys. And then oh, you did like it's not working for me. So I thought I'll try younger and that's not working either. So yeah, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think it really matters age. Honestly, I don't think it matters too much. It, it, I, it does. It matters a lot actually, but, um, but, but it depends on what you're looking for. Usually here's my problem with old guys. And this is not a problem you have. Mm -hmm. They're fucking always in pain and they got hernias and they're tired and they want to sit home and they just want to watch TV and they can't get it up. And you know, it's just lazy life of watching TV, like fuck all that. Um, old guys are in pain and their backs hurt and they uh, like wait, like they whine about it and they keep it. You're a fit man. You stay in shape somehow. I think you're just naturally like that. You're I think it's genetics. Yeah, because I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't work out. You didn't eat green food. You're mm -mm. fucking doing just fine. It is genetics. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm talking about, though. You're old. You hang out with old dudes. No, yeah, I, I, I do. I'm 50. And believe me, I got a bad back and I got all of it. I actually have a crush on one that's 53 now. Oh. He's not going to listen to this, so I'm not going to worry. Oh, okay. So good. <laughs> so <laughs> hyper-specific. You know? And I'm sure he'll do something to fuck it up before he, before this is released. Because, right. you know, well, several episodes behind. But well, I just want to, I just want to, you know, just to go back a second, I just want to um, 
to highlight that Joe Rogan is the single most popular podcaster on the planet. I am. So you're really limiting your field when that when the one line that'll be the deal breaker is, "Oh, I like Joe Rogan." Oh, okay, you're you're out of here. It's not necessarily. I and I have talked to men that that say because I specifically ask them these questions like, "How do you feel about Joe Rogan?" Um, I also ask them. I'm just waiting for a man that says who. <laughs> exactly, kind of my point. Um, you but know, I will also take a cool dude. You know, I take eh, he's all right. You know, you know, <laughs> he's okay. I don't really listen to him regularly. He's all right. Yeah, well, I'll tell that, you the reason why. I love Joe Rogan, or or calling him Joe Jofra because he's the male Oprah. Anything like that. Weird. I'm no that's, fucking that's, no, that's fucked up. I'm out. Calling, I don't like fans. I don't like Joe Rogan fans. I'm not saying I don't like anybody that thinks he's okay. I don't like fans of Joe Rogan. Like I don't like fans of Jesus. I don't like fans of Joe Rogan. You know. All right. All right. Well, I'm. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I guess you mean in a romantic way because. You know, I keep I keep being the exception because I'm a fan of Joe Rogan, but I'm not. I would never call that guy Jofra. And I got Maybe, plenty of critical I things. I do mean in a romantic him. way, Chris. My friends, I am much more lenient with them, but that's because I don't spend every fucking day with you. I don't have to look <laughs> at your face every day and have conversations with you. You're not going to be my person. You're my friend. I talk to you when I. You know, we, we don't even talk that much anymore. It's, you know, and so I can, it's fine. We can, I can just point it out, just saying. No, I, but yeah, so my standards when it comes to somebody being like my partner in life are higher than my friends just because of the sheer amount of time I'm going to spend with them. I have to like them. Of course you do. I guess I, guess I would just uh, ask... If somebody said they liked Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan was a deal breaker, I guess I would at least ask, oh, why? Why you know? is Joe Rogan a deal breaker? Or why do you know, why or why do you like him? You know, if I was if I was trying to decide on somebody. But I I yeah, the thing is this is based on experience with multiple, multiple men. I get that. I've attempted to date in some way. Yep. It's it's this based like I'm learning from my mistakes. And I have that that is one data point. But I have noticed in the trend of <laughs> men that I am dating. Okay. What, what other data points? Um, alcoholics, obviously. Yeah. That was yeah. like the first, you yeah. know. Uh, fucking, I won't even, I don't even want a recovering alcoholic now. I don't even give a fuck how long it's been. So, okay, look, here's the questions I ask. Yep. Oh, we can shorten this up. Yep. <laughs> Let's get to it. <laughs> Have you um, ever had an addiction to drugs or alcohol? Okay. Have you ever been to prison or jail? If yes, why? I do. I'm curious. I know that one dude went to jail, has gone to jail five times for civil disobedience, which is hot. Um, <laughs> like he got arrested at protests and shit. Um, <laughs> He's one of the good guys that said, I can't talk to you right now. This is too much. Mm. Um, anyway, and so uh, have you, um, do you have unresolved childhood trauma that you have not worked on and don't care to, you know what I mean? Like, 
it's okay that if something shitty happened to you, but have you done the work to resolve it to where it does not affect your daily life and you right. won't be using it as a reason to be an asshole. Yep. <laughs> Same thing goes with, uh, do you have any unresolved trauma from a past ex that fucked you over, you know, that I'm going to get blamed for? Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Do you have untreated mental illness? Like mental illness is fine. I got it. You know, I dated a guy that was like mildly schizophrenic, which was fine because he took his meds and he did what he was supposed to. Yep. I was therapist and everything was fine. And he was able to communicate with me about his illness in a way because he had that he worked on it anyway. So that's, you know, those aren't necessarily deal breakers. It depends on there's follow-up questions of those. And then how do you feel about Joe Rogan? That is hilarious. So he's oh, the last uh, question. I mean, every, I totally get it. And he's I, the last you know, question, to judge not the first saying. deal breaker. You know, I mean, he's like the last. Yeah, totally get it. Totally get it. Well, those are, those are in the main, uh, all categories categories points i can totally get behind totally understand yeah and then yeah. but and it's i'm good also that you're asking it's good you're putting it out there and that I'm you are things that i do like about people i've dated in the last year um for short amount of time there were things like my ex john who i'm still friends with and i still feel affectionate about i just don't want to be romantically involved with him which is a rare thing for me for you to get to i have two I have two exes that I am like actually dating and were my boyfriends that not just having sex with or friends with benefits or whatever, um, who I'm friends with still two of them. <laughs> That's it. And so, um, all the rest, I just never want to talk to again. I, I'm fine. And, um, anyway, but he like saw me and there's like a lot of things about him that really, I really liked. And now I know I want those things. You know, so there's like pros and cons, man, pros and cons. It's just that now I'm getting to the point where I'm able to do this without even them knowing. Nice. Because nice. they're comedians and they put so much information out there. It's right. hard to do with a regular dude. Do comedians, generally speaking, especially maybe when they start out, but, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe the whole career, is it usually first off always based on themselves and their own stuff? Their comedy? Yeah. Like when they're going up on stage, is it about their childhood, their own experiences, their school experiences, their job experiences? Is it you know, usually about them? It is now. I don't think it's always been that way. And I still see comedians that are just doing observational comedy mm -hmm. or they're doing just this outlandish, crazy comedy that is just really off the wall and, creative there's a lot of that happening in denver right now there uh yeah there's a comedian named michael isaacs who just i can't even tell you what is his comedy okay he's got a joke where he's talking about being like half man and half horse you know a um oh centaur a centaur i don't even remember how he gets into it. it's been a long time since i've seen it but he and then he, he, what he does is he gets the audience comfortable with him controlling them mm. and he whips them into a frenzy and he just has so much control over that audience, just saying nonsense. And, um, it's, and I know I'm off stage and it's just, 
it's genius to me and the audiences love it. It's a good time. You're not thinking about anything. You're not thinking about your childhood or your shitty husband sitting next to you or anything. You're just like, this is hilarious and you're enjoying it. So, you know, mm. I do like that too. But a lot of comedians are talking about their lives. Right. Especially female comedians. Mm. I know very few female comedians that I could say, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I'm sure they're out there. Hmm. I never, there's a big, huge line between improv and stand-up. And I look at, um, you know, my most, the, the territory I'm most familiar with with comedy is the Saturday Night Live. I mean, yeah. we've watched tons and tons and tons of it. And those guys tend to come from an improv background more than a stand-up background from the yeah. LA Groundlings and, you know, Second City and stuff. So I look at female comedians, like the best female comedians to me are not the stand-up ones, but the, the ones who came from improv, Kristen Wiig, Amy Poehler, you know, these, these women who then went on to become writers at Saturday Night Live and then performers who were just come up with amazing comedy across the boards. Yeah, I, uh, I like both. Um, I like, I, I personally, improv's not gonna be my thing. Um, but I know a lot of good people that are good at both and yeah. <laughs> good for them. Um, <laughs> but for me, I tried out for an improv troupe and the two times I was really funny was when I was up there by myself. Uh. Um, when, believe it or not, when I'm on a stage with other people, I will back away and let them do it. Sure. I'll, I'll get lazy if there's someone else to lead. If Helen is leading anything, it's because no one else was qualified and she had to. You know what I mean? She, I don't ever, like when I was doing that fucking shit for Wichita here, I did not want to be the leader of fucking filling precinct committee positions. I didn't want to have to lead it. But it happened because nobody else was doing it. I was like, this is important and no one else cares. And then I bang on a table at one goddamn meeting. I got mad and suddenly everyone's like I want to follow her I'm like I don't right. want you to follow me god damn it one of you let me follow you and but nobody <laughs> was qualified to follow so I had to lead yeah that's how that works but I'll just go in the background and be like you guys are funnier go on oh that was a good one you know I don't I'm not but that's fine it's not my thing no no yeah, comedy SNL every time someone shits on improv <laughs> well i i love comedy a lot yeah uh, and i've really learned to appreciate you know i don't understand it fully but the parts that i do understand or that i want to get my wits around i find fascinating i just find it fascinating you know the art of it um and i love listening to comedians you know guys at the at the top the pros talk about how they do it or or the rules of it or or what you learn along the way that you know how you craft your stand-up how you craft there's your a, act there's a renaissance going in stand-up right now mm -hmm. um i got a, i picked a real good time to get into it um especially in denver mm -hmm. um and it's been happening for a while there but it's now starting to get national notice notice you know um but yeah, a lot of those guys, mostly, that are at the top right now that you're talking about, 
um, are from a different generation of comedy. And so the, the things that they're saying not necessarily aren't true, but they're true for their experience. But that's not necessarily what comedy is now. I love new comedians. I love, I love spending time with new comedians. I love their energy. I love um, how they're being more innovative and they're thinking of different things. And you know what I mean? I, I, I love the creativity that's happening with the younger comedians and how they're more independent and everybody's doing these, you know, and basically an independent comedy club in the back of a, of a, of a sake bar that's doing fucking phenomenally amazing. And I, I love that. Um, yeah, it's more like DIY independent shit. And that's what I enjoy. Like underground, I guess. Alternative comedy. I don't know what they want to fucking call it, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, no, totally. Do you have plans in the future on going to New York or LA to get into the big clubs? No. I have no desire to go to a comedy club ever except Comedy Works. Any other comedy club I do, it's not that I'm going to turn down an offer to do a comedy club or anything. Don't let, get me wrong. Um, but I am not seeking out a comedy club path. And that is something some people do. And that's fine. I'm not saying that they're wrong and I'm right. Because everyone is an artist and they have a different path in this. You know, some people take classes and some don't. People really shit on people taking classes. And I'm like, why? People take classes for every other art form, for every other entertainment form. There's classes. Why are you shitting? Why do you want us to just all have it the hard way? Because you did. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. No, that's, that, that's, that doesn't make any sense at all. There is power struggles because it is comedy. Okay. Sure. So I'm not saying all these people are peace, love, and happiness. Um, there's always power struggles because everybody, you have to be a bit narcissistic to do this, to get enjoyment from it, you know, and so there's a lot of different personality types, but at the end of the day, everybody has that underlying thing, especially the ones that are producing and want to do shows and, and all this other stuff. They do have a certain need for control over things, and so that's why they're doing it they want to have more control over the shows they're on they don't like what they're seeing or they have a really good idea that's gonna be different um than what's already out there and they're doing it they're continually thinking of new ways wow well i think that would be i think that would be an exciting thing to be part of and it is that's for sure and it shut down and now i have nothing um is the danger mm. I will come back. I know, but I don't have anything else. You got Melissa. You know what I mean? I I have, I have nothing um, without comedy. Like I'm here in Wichita for a couple weeks, right? My my older boy came and saw me. My older boy was supposed to come over on Saturday after he got off work and bring his my younger my youngest child over here. I'm assuming he just forgot. Um, I wasn't pushing. Like I was like fine. He's not going to remember to come see me. Okay, I'm not going to remind him. He's going to come over. And so, and my youngest has not expressed any interest in coming to see me. Um, my daughter that's here saw me once. She's going to see me again, but she's working and she's busy. Um, when I was freaking out, I said, I was like, I called the kids to see if they needed me to come back here. Because I was like, I want to get back to Wichita because I was like, you know, 
when they first came out with the stuff, it sounded scary. And then I realized it really didn't mean anything because they weren't going to enforce any of it and nothing mattered because they still had the airport open. Like as long as they have the airport open, I ain't scared. And so I called my kids. My older daughter was like, nah, mom, you do whatever you want. You know, you, you can come back here if that's what you want. Like, whatever, we're fine. And then my middle child, he was like, he said kind of the same things, but like sad, like he really wanted to be like, mommy, come home. But he was like, no, mom, you do what you need to do for you to be happy. And then my youngest kid, I called, they rejected my call and then texted me, what, W-A-T, what? And I was like, nothing, I got all the information I need. They rejected my phone call in the middle of a pandemic and then texted me, W-A-T, what? And I was like, fuck you guys, fuck you kid. <laughs> wow. No. He, but he's just, he's at that age. He's a senior and um, he's trying to, they've all done it in, in a certain, you know, some degree. My oldest obviously did it. <sighs> Boy, did she do it, you know, um, the 17 rebellion. And, uh, but they always come back around to loving their mother. Even the, even the really shitty older one. Yeah. She posted on Facebook that tell my mom that I, I still think she's a badass. Mm. She shaved her head like I did after I did though. And then she got married to him. It's been a rough. I don't really have words for that. Okay. Let me explain to you why I feel like I was a shitty person in the past life. Why I may believe in past lives because okay. The pandemic happened. I was dating that dude. Things were going okay. Comedy got taken away. Me and that dude broke up. I got a job, then I got fired from the job. And Helen Marie married Andy. All in the last month. Plus, there's a pandemic happening. And political shit. It's been a rough month, Chris. I get that. How am I not yes. absolutely insane? Well, past lives? Because I was an asshole in a past life. Because I haven't done nothing in this life to deserve this much bullshit being heaped upon me at once. It doesn't make any sense. I'm a good person. I'm nice to people. I'm caring. I'm empathetic. I never intentionally do harm to anyone. Okay, in high school, I was a real asshole for like freshman year. Or like I was a real asshole in high school. But I can't possibly be paying for that still. I'm 42. I've learned my lesson. Okay. My mom has released the curse that she put on me for my, Good. you're going to have a daughter and she's going to be 10 times worse than you ever were. So, okay. The curse has been lifted. The shitty things just keep happening to me. And not always like I got a job and I got fired. I just shared my opinion. Yeah. I remember, I remember seeing your thing about that. I didn't want to work for that place anyway, but still, I wanted it to be my choice. Well. I was just going to work there till I wasn't working remote anymore, and then I was going to quit. And that's the thing. Sometimes the universe is a little more cooperative with your intentions than you want them to be. 
<laughs> Sometimes it gives you a little bit more than what you thought you wanted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you wanted out of the job. Well, well it's going to tell me, it's going to, like, I'm going to, either two things are happening. Either being alone all this time is going to make me crazier to where I do not want to be alone at all anymore. Like, it's going to undo the work I've done. Or it's going to make it to such a degree that I'm just going to be a lonely spinster. Traveling around on my bus with a dog and a cat somehow. I'll train a cat to live in a bus. Well, those are the, those are two negative outcomes with negative overtones, yeah. but those aren't the only two outcomes possible in your life. I know. It feels like really? it. Yeah. I know. It's an emotional roller coaster. Day. I'm not sure that, I feel like a lot of people I know are going on it, but that's because they're all comedians. So I don't do a lot of conversations. Like almost everybody I'm interviewing is comedians. Most of my friends are comedians. Most of the people that want to have any desire to do this for an hour or two is a comedian. Okay. And so I haven't had a lot of non-comedian friends on here. Like you see, you're pretty sound minded. Are you going through emotional roller coasters? Of course. You know, are there where you're like, this is never going to end. Oh yeah. We're going to be in here forever. Okay. Look, let me, let me give you a little background. So you get the context of where I'm coming from on this whole thing. I was on, I was on a program called the RPF for three years where I was basically sequestered in a basement. Uh, the only time we got to go out is if we like when I broke my finger and I got to go to the hospital or, you know, go into the mill to make furniture. Yeah. I broke this finger. Okay, that's a good one. This, yeah. the tip of my middle finger, right? Had a nice big uh, six by four drop on it. And, uh, and uh, gave, me, gave me a nice fracture at the top of my finger. So only bone, only bone I know I've broken in my whole body, uh, my whole life. So that was incredibly painful. But point is, most of three years I spent in, uh, you know, running... Uh, up and down between stairs, between two floors of a very small part of a building, which used to be a hospital. And, uh, and so this, you know, being, being locked away in a two bedroom apartment with the woman that I love more than anybody else on the planet, kind of hard to call this torture, you know, after I've been through that. So when people talk about, you know, jail sentences and all this kind of stuff, I go, fuck you, you have no idea what you're talking about unless you've actually been in jail. However, I temper that with the fact that not everybody's been through it. I've been through and I need to shut the fuck up because everybody's their own person. So it's not on me to judge everybody else and their stir craziness. But even I, having been through that last week, there was a day I thought this was going to be a lot easier than it actually has been. And, um, and there was one day last week, actually two days, where I was just going absolutely stir crazy. There's no other word for it. I was stir crazy. And, um, and going out on the patio didn't help, you know, taking a little walk around the block didn't help. I needed to get out, you know, so, uh, so we did, you know, got a car, went to Costco and that resolved all my hunger for seeing people because <laughs> Costco was a horrible place. Yeah. Love Costco. It's a great place to shop, but God damn. The I just go on a drive. 
Yeah. Ugh. I just drive around. Um, yeah. Yep. That's what I found I needed was the drive. And I don't even like get out of the car. I'm just like, <laughs> nope, still not okay out here. I'm going home. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so I get it. I do get it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm saying that even though I have been through some shit, I get this is shit for people. And I, and I kind of tempered my judgment after having my own little thing with that and going, hey, guess what? Everybody's got their own thing, you know? So. I, I talk myself off the ledge by thinking about how it would be if I was still with my third ex-husband or any of my ex-husbands, really, during mm-hmm. this time. Um, and I sit here and I try to think of one person, romantic or otherwise, who I would want to spend 24-7 with me all the time, mostly in a bedroom right now. <laughs> um, and I can't think of one person, not one that I want with me all the time. Mm-hmm. So like that would be way worse because I made that decision in a pandemic to not bite my tongue. I could have gotten along with Richard, the guy I was dating, if I just would have yielded to some things that I normally will not yield to. And um, I chose to leave instead. And knowing that I'm walking away from the only real human contact I have until this is over. Mm. But I was, the things I was needing to yield on were so important and strong to, parts of who I am as a person that I don't want to change. If they were things I felt like I needed to change about myself, I would totally yield on them. But these are things that I'm like, these are things I love about myself that you're wanting me to yield on. Like you're telling me to stop doing things like when I'm in a good mood and I'm doing something, if I'm told to stop doing that, I'm like, I'm in a great mood right now. You know, like why would you, you know, and so shitting on my joy, don't shit on my joy, man. He didn't like being roasted. I roasted him a little. I think that bad, man. I can't even remember what I said. I was high. We were laughing. We were having a good time. I roasted him just a tiny bit. And he like fucking got mad. And he was like, wanted to just stop talking about it. And then I wanted to have a conversation about why he was so upset. I, I wasn't trying to like say I was right and he was wrong. I was just trying to be like, why did that trigger you? Why did what I say trigger you? You know, I'm sorry it triggered you, but can we figure out why it triggered you? So how am I supposed to know not to say something again if I don't know what I did? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I was just trying to have a conversation, but he got really mad and he just didn't want to talk about it. And so it escalated and it got really bad. And I called him, he told me he was a weak little bitch and, you know, how things go. And, um, (laughs) but I tried. I tried so hard not to get set off. I was trying just to get in his apartment and get my dog and get my stuff and leave. But there's just, he wouldn't, you know. And then he was like, if you just would have shut up about it, if you just would have stopped talking about it, everything would have been fine. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. If you wanted a bitch that was just going to shut the fuck up when she's told, you're dating the wrong bitch, man. That ain't me. I got to go. Um, yeah. And he was like, I just don't like disrespect. I will not take any disrespect. And I was just like, ugh, I really got to get the fuck out of here. I'm yeah. And I, yeah, you guys are, I mean, from just from what you've told me, it's so obvious you were not compatible. I mean, respect you, Jesus. I do have respect for people that respect me. Well, you do. And the fact that somebody, but the thing, the odd part is when somebody has to say that, 
it's not, you know, then it's something else. It's not he the kind of. He was not a young, he was 35. That's not young. No, but still. I mean, age is not the only thing yeah. here. But, it's, you know, it's, that's not necessarily immaturity. That's more just, no. you know. His personality set, whatever it is that's causing him to do that, that he won't talk about with yeah. me. It's set and I'm, it's not changing and I'm out of here. But and the thing that the thing about set personality things is they're as set as a person, you know, unexamines them, is not willing to examine them. And, when you, and that's the thing. You got a guy that's not willing to examine that. He's he's a guy who's like, nope, this is how I am, and you know, that's just I've how examined it is. these things that men have repeatedly complained about me. I've examined the fact that I won't shut the fuck up. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. No, I know that, but I have examined it. Yeah. And I've decided yeah. that I like it. And that it's one of the one of my good qualities. Yeah. Actually for me. Because I, I want people that will do that. I want people that will ex you know, think enough to examine things. And so I, it's not a negative to me. So I fucking don't want to change it. I had a man who he's my friend now, but we do not work for dating. We're great friends. When we would fight, he would tell me that my parents never taught me when to shut the fuck up. And I was like, that's right. My dad taught me not to take shit from no stupid man. That's what my dad taught me. <laughs> wow. You're a princess, baby girl. I'm a fucking princess, Chris. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. No, I'm kidding. I do think about people. Till they make me really, really mad and I don't care anymore. But I'm really good before that. If they just would be cool, man. Why can't they just be cool? Oh. Keep going. One will come along. Yeah. I'm really not that bad. I like to baby them in a way like cooking and cleaning and bringing them a plate of food and shit. I'm like, do you need another drink? If I'm getting up. I don't like specifically get up. I rarely cook just for them it does happen but it's because i'm gonna eat too but i'll make the food and i'll clean it up and i'll bring you your plate and everything's great as long as you, you just gotta be nice to me it's not really that hard it's not that hard <laughs> it's just some guys are just i don't know man i the other thing is i'm not you know i'm not particularly like up close and personal with a lot of guys like that so it's not my jam either you know i don't know manly men like that so, not my thing. No. I have a hard time relating with it, too. I know the other men you know. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them. But I wouldn't date any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Neither would I. <laughs> oh, there's one I might date. I don't know. I've thought about it. But they, they're not going to give me the kind of attention I need. That's what it comes down to. There's definitely one I wanted to date. But he was mature enough to understand that he was not going to give me the attention I wanted. And he explained that to me. Which just made me want him more. But I have resolved that. But. Okay. Yep. And now he's kind of old. So. You know. I mean, he was pretty old seven years ago. But now he's like. Old. And he wears strap sandals. They, they fangrow. That's what I'm talking about. I have 
I cannot get in that headspace in any way, shape, or form, but fair enough. Yeah, just tell me you're, you can't do it. I'm fine with that. I really am. I don't flip out about it if they're like, look, I can tell you right now, I'm not going to give you what you need because that makes me like, that's the thing people don't do when they're talking about dating. They're not asking themselves, what am I bringing to the table? What am I going to do to fulfill their need? Can I fulfill their need? You know, so sometimes I'll break up with people because I know I can't fulfill a need for them. And if they really like me, they'll be like, no, you can, you totally can. I'm like, no, I can't. I, I have been thus far, but I'm telling you, I won't be able to keep that up for the long haul. It's not right. going to happen. Um, and so I'm totally fine with people being like, I can't fulfill your needs. I need too much alone time. I can't be someone who has to text you every day. <laughs> you know, I can't. That's, you know, I don't like not hearing from someone I'm dating for two days. If we're in like a serious relationship. Sure, sure. I want to hear from them every fucking day. It doesn't have to be all day every day. You know what I mean? But yeah. they just have to communicate with me. I'm really busy today. Like, okay, well, have a good day. And then Absolutely. They, no, I totally get that. They go other up before we go to bed. I'm like, oh, have a good night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. But some people aren't able to, like, I know someone who, um, like, he's an artist, a painter. And I know that when, as his friend, I know that when he gets sucked into a painting, he cannot communicate with anyone for like days, like three days, depending on how long the painting goes. He will sleep and he will paint and he will sleep and he will paint and he will eat sometimes, you know? And so I understand that that's what he's going to do. And I know that I would not be okay with that on a regular basis. Mm, mm. If it was something that happened every once in a while, I'd be okay. But if you're saying that at any moment you could get sucked into a painting, and because he doesn't oh you know he he did some of his paintings are for commission so they've asked to have something painted so he doesn't so he never knows if he's gonna get sucked into his fucking art and i understand that but i know also that it's not gonna work yeah for me yeah makes total sense so it makes it harder to be so self up and wanting to date but uh, yeah. it's just a new frustration I wish I just didn't care about it. See? <laughs> well. You truly didn't care about dating at all for a while. Like, not at all. I didn't think about it. I needed other things to put my attention on in order for me to get there. Or sex. Even sex. Anything to do with that. For a long time. Mm. Same thing. Yeah, because I can't, I can't even do casual sex because I will eventually fuck the wrong person and want more. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll think they're safe to just have sex with them and I'll have sex with them and then I'll be like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> and so, no, I can't, you know, I can't even risk it. I can't risk having sex with somebody. There was one guy, I was like, don't even kiss me. Get out of here. Because his answers to those questions were so bad. He wasn't a Joe Rogan fan, but he was a fucking alcoholic that needed to drink every day or he shook. I'm like, get out of my car. Don't kiss me. Don't let me smell you. Just just get out right now. Because I will kiss you and be in love. Get away. <laughs> get away, exactly. Get away get from me. Get away from me. Run away, run away. <laughs> uh -huh. 
loser oh guy like Mark. Well, I got to get going. Okay. I have nothing, so. Yeah, I got to. Because I have to pee. Mm. So I probably have to pee. All right. Fine, reject me, Chris. Yeah, kicking you out. I'm kicking you out of the car right now. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, what I love is like this video. What they do is the, the way I'm recording it. Is whoever's talking is the one that's showing when I play it back. Yep. And so, oh no, this one stays side by side. That's right. I used to have it that way, but then it was. Oh, just, you got it on the side by side now. It was so apparent that it was me talking most of the time. <laughs> It was obnoxious. I can always see that when I'm editing my podcast by when I look at the waveform of the audio track and I can see, see. yeah, a big long stretch of me, little tiny stretch of my guest. I'm like, no, this was not a good podcast. I was real loud, real loud too. Your guest is like here. Yeah, that too. And yours is like there. Like, yeah. there's me. Yeah. There's me. <laughs> I've been trying to shut up. So hard. Well, it's a very personal podcast. I just, I just recorded it and then I keep getting paranoid that I didn't record. Mm. Yeah, I just slap it up there. No editing. I'm not even going to listen to this. No one is. Well, Someday, maybe someone. Like I said. I'm going to tell know, you right now. Don't be so cynical because. If, if there is a man or a woman out there that can reference some of the deep things in these that happen near the end or somewhere in there, like lots of them. They know a lot about me because of it. I won't find it creepy. <laughs> I'll be like, fuck yeah, let's do this. <laughs> no, All right. No one's gonna listen to it, it's fine. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good life with your fucking wife. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.